Welcome to Eat Blog Talk, where food bloggers come to get their fill of the latest tips, tricks, and insight into the world of food blogging. If you feel that hunger for information, we'll provide you with the tools you need to add value to your blog, and we'll also ensure you're taking care of yourself because food blogging is a demanding job. Now, please welcome your host, Megan Porta. Hey, Eat Blog Talkers. It is just you and me today, and I have been super pumped about being here to talk about my top takeaways from 2019 as a food blogger and an entrepreneur. First, though, I want to say thank you, as always, for listening. I am so grateful for you, and I truly hope that you find value here in the episodes that you listen to, because that is always my number one goal with this podcast. I would also be so grateful if you headed to iTunes to subscribe, rate, and review eBlog Talk. Also, check out my resources page on the blog. You will find a few affiliate links that could benefit you, things like Flowdesk savings, a free Sumrush trial, and Instacart membership savings. You will find those at eblogtalk.com forward slash resources. If you have an interesting topic to discuss that relates in some way to food blogging, fill out an application. Also, there is a new forum for food bloggers that does not involve spending money or Facebook, hop over and contribute to those discussions that are on forum.eatblogtalk.com. And all of those big dreams you have for your business that keep eluding you, let's make them happen. In the process of doing so, we will unlock the power of time so you can allow good things to come flooding into your life. A great first step is to join my Always Enough Facebook group where we unlock the power of time. Reserve a spot by visiting eatblogtalk.com forward slash always enough. Today, I want to chat with you about my top takeaways from 2019 as a food blogger and entrepreneur. And feel free to share your own with me, maybe in the comments of the show notes, which you can find at eatblogtalk.com forward slash 2019 takeaways. I'm going to do this top 10 style. So here are my top 10 2019 takeaways. Number 10, email lists are important. Thanks to my chat with Sarah Nelson from Real Balanced in episode 36, I got pumped about growing my email list toward the end of 2019 by creating a welcome series for my blog. And I had never done this before. Not only was it fun to do, and honestly, I never thought I would hear myself say those words because this is something I had avoided doing for years, but I found it was such a great way to connect with my followers. Our email lists are the only things besides the content that we add to our blogs that we have complete control over. It is the perfect avenue to be able to connect with our audience and we can also say whatever we want to say and whenever we want to say it. By the way, I just want to say this up front. This is not intended to be an ad for Flowdesk, but I talk about them a lot because I love their templates. I love their service that they provide and their platform makes it so easy to create a beautiful welcome series in almost no time. The email provider that I had used previously was clunky in my opinion and it kept me from starting a project like this for years. Flowdesk offers a free trial period, plus you can grab my affiliate code to get half off of your monthly bill, so you really have nothing to lose. However, if you are happy with your email service provider, stay with them. If it works for you, then I think that's great. 
If you want to taste before actually diving in, feel free to subscribe to my email list on pipandebby.com to see how beautiful the emails look. Regardless of what service you use, the important thing is that you invest time in creating a welcome series that makes your audience feel appreciated and also valued and also that provides them with really quality information. If you need inspiration on this, go back into the archives and listen to episode 36. Number nine, mindset is everything. Despite accomplishing more in a single year than in any previous year before 2019, I also made room for quiet and self-care in my weeks. I don't mean to say that the year was perfect because July of 2019 will go down in history as being one of the most stressful months of running my business ever. Overall, though, I started making space for things that I knew I needed to be an ever-present part of my days. And this allowed me to think more and to sit quietly with myself on a more regular basis. In these times, and also thanks to the inspiration from the many audiobooks and podcast episodes that I listened to, I realized what a vital role mindset plays in success. Mindset is not an easy thing to change, but it really is everything. So much of what we accomplish is determined by our mindsets. I started 2019 with very limiting beliefs about my life and my business, And with a lot of hard work in this area, I ended the year with a totally different mindset and just a faith that I know I can and will achieve my goals. Number eight, connecting with like-minded entrepreneurs is worth a million dollars. I always knew this to a certain degree, but I avoided networking for way longer than I'd like to admit. Once I started pushing myself into that fearful place of getting to know other food bloggers, things just changed for me, both on a personal level and also for my business. So attending conferences, starting a podcast, reaching out to bloggers whose work I admire and connecting with them, all of these things have opened up doors, brought opportunity and established friendships and partnerships. Number seven, having the right people supporting you is key. This is one of those things that can so easily slip right under the radar because when we work really hard to accomplish our goals, we don't take the time to see that people who we surround ourselves with have a huge impact on who we become. When you peek around at the people in your life, who do you see? Do you see supportive, positive people? Do you see negative people who tell you that you can't accomplish your dreams or even allude to those things? This applies to every aspect of your life from the people you chat with inside Facebook groups to the people living in your home and also to the bloggers that you choose to hang out with at conferences and online and so much more, which leads nicely to the next point, which is number six, taking the path of least resistance is not always a bad thing. We tend to associate the term taking the path of least resistance as being like a cheater's way out. In a lot of cases, I do believe that the more difficult path can lead to depth of character and knowledge and other good things. But sometimes, and this is something I learned in 2019, resistance isn't necessary. Sometimes we can accomplish things in a more streamlined, efficient way that opens up time and space for us. There were so many things I realized I had been doing the hard way in 2019 just because that is what I had always done. 
Things like allowing people into my life who didn't inspire me or light me up or performing blogging tasks just because others were doing them and sticking with platforms and applications because they were all I knew and change just seemed like too much hard work. I made some really big, scary changes in 2019. I moved from ConvertKit to Flowdesk, which was a biggie because nearly every blogger uses either MailChimp or ConvertKit to manage their email lists. But I was being met with so much resistance by trudging on with an email service provider that had never served me personally and that I'd never found success with. And I'm not saying here that this is the case for everybody because I know everybody has different preferences and ConvertKit and MailChimp might serve you and your business great. And I am totally 100% okay with that. But for me, it wasn't serving me and I resisted making a change for far too long just because everyone else was using it. I also tweaked my VA needs and didn't settle for anything less than the absolute perfect fits for my business. And probably the biggest one of all, after nearly 10 years, you guys, of having my site on Squarespace, I finally made the switch to WordPress. I could record probably an entire episode about this point alone. But for now, I'll just say that I spent way too many years doing things the hard way merely out of a strange loyalty to a platform that honestly doesn't even support food bloggers. Sometimes there's just an easier way and taking the leap over to that easier way might seem scary or like a lot of work, but it's so worth it to find a path where occasionally the wind is at your back. Number five, sweating the small stuff is pointless. There are a lot of things in food blogging that are easy to sweat, right? Food bloggers, you know what I'm talking about here. It's an ever-changing world that we are constantly adapting to, and that constant change can lead to stress and worry and anxiety. I think with food blogging specifically, it is easy to get really worked up about the, quote, little things because we work so hard to create quality content that is being seen. So when something gets in the way of that, it's almost like our hearts hurt when we can change our perspective and take on food blogging, knowing that change is inevitable and constant, though, it can help us to chill a little bit. A few years ago, my host shut down my site for 16 hours. And during that time, I literally felt like I was going to die. Like, the world may as well just end. I didn't sleep. I didn't eat. I stayed up all night. I shed a lot of tears. It was a time I'll never forget because I was so distraught and upset that I just couldn't fathom my sight being out of the world, even if it was just 16 hours of, you know, the whole 10 years it's been in existence. And maybe this comes with just being in the game long enough where you get used to these uh, tumultuous changes happening on occasion. But now I just have a different perspective. I just experienced something similar where my traffic was more than cut in half due to an issue with Squarespace no longer supporting my recipe card code, which caused me to abruptly change platforms resulting in having a live website that is not fully functional or pretty. But at least it's live. 
Okay, my page load time one week ago was five minutes. Yes, I said five minutes, not five seconds. And today, a week later, it's four seconds. So perspective. Okay, my site isn't perfect right now, but it's up, it's live, and it's running and loading in four seconds, not five minutes. I'm not going to lie, it's been a stressful week, but not once in the past week has it felt like my world was going to end. I love my blog dearly, but it isn't everything. All things get figured out in the end, and even the frustrating times are important pieces of the puzzle. In 2019, it was almost commonplace, I feel like, for food bloggers to be in a constant state of panic with all of the changes happening with Google and everything else around us. So I wanted to be sure to include this point here. Sweating the small stuff that seems like big stuff in the moment is not going to serve you in the long run. So take a deep breath, accept the moment as best you can as an important part of your story and keep trudging along. I know this is so much easier said than done, but whatever your small thing is that you're sweating today, you've got this. Number four, some seeds have a long germination period. This was another big lesson for me in 2019. Have you ever put days, weeks, and months of effort into a specific part of your blog or business and felt like you never reaped the rewards? Yeah, me too, for for a lot of things actually. But speaking specifically about 2019, for a solid six to nine months, I would say, my VA and I together put a huge focus on SEO. We combed through so much of my content, tweaking and tweaking and tweaking some more and more and more. And we did this day in and day out What seemed for what seemed like forever. We went through old stuff, new stuff. We worked really hard on this for a long time. And our efforts just didn't seem to be rewarded in any way. I had to remind myself many times that we did all of this work in a year when there were Google updates and algorithm changes every day, it seemed, and that some seeds, when they're planted, just take time. It would be pointless to plant a seed in the ground and start screaming at it, right? Yelling at it to hurry up and grow. The same thing applies to the seeds that we sow in our businesses. We should plant them with love and let them grow in their own time and not hurry them. Number three, that very next step is the most important one. For me, 2019 brought a huge reliance on my intuition. At some point early in the year, I realized that I didn't need to see the entire picture in order to start something. I just needed to do that very next thing. After that, the next step would be revealed and so on. It's so easy, I think, to get overwhelmed and give up when we try to grasp the entire big picture of a project before we dive into it. I love this quote from Martin Luther King Jr., and I repeat this one to myself every time I try to swallow a project whole. Take the first step in faith. You don't have to see the whole staircase. Just take the first step. I followed Martin Luther's advice when starting this podcast, and everything unfolded like magic. I started with wanting to create an avenue that would add value to food bloggers, lives, and businesses. Then the format of a podcast was revealed and so on and so on. Number two, eat with heart. I think we all learned a lot about Google last year. Am I right? Or maybe what I mean is that we were just left confused about Google. I'm not sure. Regardless of what our thoughts are on this, we were reminded that Google has a lot of power 
And if we want to tap into their magic, we have to have a very clear understanding about what our user wants. In 2019, I learned that we need to eat with heart. These acronyms seem so appropriate for food bloggers, am I right? Understanding what they mean has been a focus of mine throughout the year. So expertise, authority, and trust is how Google determines high quality content. And the words happiness, engagement, adoption, retention, and task success have helped me to understand how the user is engaging with my content. In an upcoming episode here on eBlog Talk, Bethany Smith will take us through the heart framework. So keep your eyes peeled for that one. I think we all know that SEO is important, but not as important as the user experience. So the better we can gain their perspective, the better off our blogs will be, in my opinion. Step one for doing this is creating an avatar. Who is consuming and loving my content? I have named that person. I think about what she loves and what she needs from me and what I can give her that will make her life easier and better. I step into her shoes as I write blog posts and I create recipes and I try to consider everything. Will processed shots greatly benefit her when I'm making lemon curd? Will it be helpful to describe in detail what the simmering sauce smells like or sounds like? The more we get to know our user and tap into their needs, the more successful our content will be. Number one takeaway from 2019, time is mine. In 2019, I figured out the secret formula for finding the time. You might think I'm joking, but I am not joking. 2019 was an intense year for me as I stepped things up on my blog in a huge way. I also networked like a crazy woman and I started a podcast. I followed my gut on all of these things, so I knew it was just time for them to happen. I also knew that I needed to dig deep and figure out how to do it all without dying. So I spent a ton of time figuring out how to increase my productivity and I finally feel like I have control over my time and I've been able to shed that feeling that time has control over me. Figuring out how to actually accomplish those dreams and goals we have for our lives and our businesses sets us on a path where we spend time on the important things and that makes time a really powerful secret weapon. If you want to learn how to do this for your own business and life, please join us in the Always Enough group on Facebook. This group has been a game changer for food bloggers already. You can do so much more than you think you can and still have so much room for other things. Come on over and I will show you how within the group. Join us at eatblogtalk.com forward slash always enough. Well, food bloggers, that wraps up my top 10 takeaways from 2019. As I mentioned earlier, I'd love it if you shared your own takeaways from the last year in the comments at eatblogtalk.com forward slash 2019 takeaways. And as always, thank you for listening. Thank you for being here today, food bloggers. I will see you back here next time. We're glad you could join us on this episode of Eat Blog Talk. For more resources based on today's discussion, as well as show notes and an opportunity to be on a future episode of the show, be sure to head to eatblogtalk.com. If you feel that hunger for information, we'll be here to feed you on Eat Blog Talk.